This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. This is the last Bunting versus Christofferson ever. Now you fly. Hamilton Band. Blackjack. One of Max's favourites. Flies. They move so fast we can't catch them. And they only live for days and yet a tuatara or a tortoise moves so slowly they're almost in slow motion. And they live for hundreds of years. So the question is, what do we humans look like to them? To a fly, do we look like a slow moving ogre that is easy to escape? why we can't catch them. And to tortoises, do we humans look like zippy, dangerous creatures that hoon around at 100 miles an hour and don't live long? The relativity of life over time. This is a discussion that Max Christofferson and I had gotten into on our radio segment one morning recently on Free FM. I remember Max being so impressed with the concept. He said, Mark Bunting, that is brilliant. Where did you come up with that? And you know what? I felt really humbled. Here was Max former arch-enemy-turned-friend, tutor to thousands, rock industry legend, Hamilton identity, razor-sharp columnist, and now great mate, telling me I was brilliant. I felt great. And I felt very wise. And you know what? I wanted to do better next time for Max. And I wondered if at that moment I had actually been maxed. Since his sudden passing on Saturday morning, there have been enormous amounts of tributes. And there's been a great theme to those tributes. He was a great mentor. He really challenged me. He had a great mind. Max Christofferson had been a student, a legendary one, a radio pioneer, a tutor, a journalist. And reading social media tributes in the last five days, it would seem that in all those fields he mentored, challenged and impressed with his great mind, 
so, so many people. His ripple was large, his noise was loud, and his impact was powerful. And he'd been like that with me. We'd had a little bit called Bunting versus Christofferson each week on the radio. And in it we discussed, well, all sorts of things. Civic, the age of technology, feminism, politics, politics, a fair bit more politics. We talked transport. In one of our last conversations, was it was about, is it okay to take a photo of someone defecating on a beach and sell it to a paper? It's fair to say our discussions were wide-ranging and free-range. Station manager Phil Gray had put us together in an endeavour to try and spark up some great debate, some tension and some jolly entertaining arguments, knowing our history. But just quietly, I think he was quite disappointed because that just didn't happen. In fact, what would happen is we'd agree on most things, spend most of our time slapping each other on the back, we'd actually fallen in like. We had a bromance going on. Let me take you back. Max was also a long-time critic of commercial radio, and that's how we'd met. I had been all things commercial radio. I was a big name in commercial radio. Everyone knew me. Max most certainly was not, and he was not impressed with that. Max Habit had a habit of getting onto this thing called the New Zealand Radio Facebook page, and he'd poke his stick right into the middle of that beehive, and he would stir it up, and boy would he stir it up. A few choice words into this group, largely dominated by big names like Doug Harvey, Chris Parkinson and Mark Bunting, and also watched by the heads of all those big commercial radio stations. Man, we all were taken for a furious argument. Commercial radio is corrupt, Max would say. Commercial radio is conspiracy, and commercial radio is crap. I, having a very similar disposition to Max's, as I was later to discover, would bite like a big old fish, and I would defend commercial radio furiously, and I'd hit him with intellectual fact, with passion, and with heart. I would engage. And you know what? This bastard would just poke his stick in again and stir it up some more. He seemed to have this idea that people in radio, commercial radio, were thick. He had this idea that people in commercial radio were thick. This battle, I'd have to say, felt like it lasted about 10 years. It can't have been far off. In fact, just this week I found an old message that I'd sent to the group's administrator saying, Margaret, I am leaving this group as long as that idiot Max Christofferson is in there firing bullets at me. And his response was, "Uh, don't bother, Max has just done the same and he's left. Occasionally Max would re-enter that group, I'm sure it was just for a stir, lob a few Max bombs in and he'd be gone again. Well, eventually I left radio commercial-wise and I was still an avid reader of Max's columns in the paper. One column in particular, and I don't even remember what it was about, I really liked it. So I thought, you know what, I need to contact that guy and give him some long due, overdue respect. And I said, look, Max, I liked your column. Let's have a coffee and actually meet up. I didn't expect a response. I got one. We met up. At that coffee, Max and I fell in like. We talked about radio. We talked about politics. We talked about local government. He rode my e-bike. He loved it. And we got into our favourite subject, Hamilton City. Four hours later, over that coffee, the bromance had begun. And soon after, Phil and Mike asked me to do a radio show on Free FM, and Max was to be my first ever guest. And I can't remember what it was going to be about. All I remember, it was fantastic. And after one show, it became a regular feature. Phil made a Statler and Waldorf little icon, and we promoted the living heck out of the thing. So Max and I would talk every, le- every week, but you know what? We just couldn't disagree on stuff. What would happen, rather, was we'd extend each other's thinking 
and end up congratulating each other on our respective genius. And after a 20-minute meandering conversation, we would bid each other a warm farewell and a warm adieu until next week. Meanwhile, I can imagine Phil would be in his office going, just fight, just fight, just for the love of God, have a fight, would you? But it was those discussions off air afterwards and beforehand that were really, really good. The things we discussed, mate, we could blackmail each other with them. But you know what, though? They say small minds discuss people, big minds discuss things, and great minds discuss ideas. And with Max, it would always be things and ideas, never people. And I think that's why I and so many people enjoyed and respected Max Christofferson so much. While he would challenge people and their record and their facts, he would never attack them personally. Never. I'd had a set-to with a journalist a year earlier, and she'd put out a really mean tweet about our show. I have stayed up for 24 hours trying to think of anything more painful than this burning dumpster of a radio show, and I've got nothing. Literally nothing. Well... Max, after saying, what's he got against us? And I, we would have a great laugh out of making sure that what we would do is we would slip that phrase into one of our shows, every one of our shows, hence. And for at least 15 shows, we actually managed to get Burning Dumpster, or I've stayed up 24 hours, into each show. And we'd giggle like little schoolboys afterwards, after we got off air. But you know what? Max never got personal with it. And I never saw it. Never saw him get personal. He'd been openly disparaging recently of Angelo O'Leary running for mayor, but it was not about her, it was about her record. And this was an example of his style of journalism. He would grab his subject, he would hold them up next to the blowtorch, but he'd never point at them directly. Believe me, Max, there was a great sense of relief in City Hall when you'd read his column and your name was not in it. I've been disappointed, and I have been really disappointed, actually, about the lack of respect and sympathy that's been shown in that New Zealand Radio Facebook page, uh, page since his passing. But you know what? That shows me, firstly, that people just didn't get Max. And you know what? Maybe he was right. Maybe people in commercial radio are just thick. Max's impact with people who got him was deep. And this level of play the ball, not the man, applied to himself as well. The amount of stuff I've learned about Max in the last five days is incredible. I didn't know he was a top sprinter. I didn't know he was a top footballer. I didn't know he had a heart condition. But we were great mates. Unless you asked Max, Max didn't offer much about himself. He was deeply private about certain stuff. But not secret. If you asked him, he'd tell you. He'd just rather talk about things and ideas rather than people. And that included himself. Max Christofferson was a great critic. And he was a great appreciator. He was a great talker and a great listener. He was a great writer and a great reader. He loved his rock music. He loved Rush. He loved his Hamilton. And he loved his wife Linda dearly. Max Christofferson loved passionately. He was taken too soon. So, like the fly who lives fast and short, maybe Max lived the same way. It could be well argued that Max had more impact and affected more people in that short 57-year period than most people could achieve in 100. In true Max style, his passing is sudden and has had maximum impact. We're all left reeling. Fly free, mate. The pain is gone. Gonna miss you, mate. Well, it's taken so long Still Fight must go on. 
For more episodes of this community access radio show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.